1: Hello, listeners. Tim Silby here, and welcome to a brand new season of the Motormouth podcast. We've got another exciting bunch of shows ahead, including today's guest, who I'll come on to in just a moment. We've also got the likes of Racing Brothers Pietro and Enzo Fittipaldi coming on, and former F1 driver who's currently smashing it stateside in IndyCar, the Phoenix himself, Roman Grosjean, coming on the show. Soon and many, many more. Before all of that, though, I have to head across the airwaves to introduce today's co-host. Now, if you're a fan of the high-speed world of F1, then you're already familiar with his news, opinions, and analysis, and entertainment from the racetrack straight to your screens through his booming YouTube channel. He's fast, he's funny, he's a force in the content creator scene. Ladies and gents, it's the one and only Tomo F1. How are you, my friends?
2: Oh, Tim, shut up, mate. That's that's too much. entertainment that's that's certainly uh objective you know i mean look the good thing with youtube there is something for everyone so i'm able to thrive with my unique um somewhat informed perspective on the sport and also well to be fair tim no i I really appreciate and i love you just as much and you definitely get me in on that grosjean interview right yeah cool yeah,
1: we we'll do that. Do that uh, one. Who, who, who have I, I? I, hate to say it.
2: Nah, th- Harry. Think. Don't worry about Harry. He, he, he can. Deal I think with it. Harry's nah, doing. Nah, We've we chatted before, and he was like, "No, Tomo, you can <laughs> have that one." Um,
1: you can fight that one out amongst yourselves. Yeah, no, I'm not going to get involved.
2: Harry would have his 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 range would mess me up, to be honest. Um, yeah. Okay, go on, yeah, Harry. That's going to be a good one. Nice. If, if, if as long as we don't um, have to fight for it, then
1: you don't. You don't no physical fisticuffs. <laughs> Verbal verbal, <laughs> verbal abuse is fine. Are you ready for uh, my next over-exuberant introduction?
2: Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to this, Tim. I'm looking forward to this. I've been working on it.
1: Here it comes. Here it comes. Uh, This took took some time. So buckle up, Rev Heads. Our guest today is a rising powerhouse in the world of motorsport and automotive broadcasting and content creation. She's got a need for speed and a love for all things on four wheels, from rallying to road trips. She's got the inside scoop on what's hot in the automotive scene. She's sharp. She's savvy. And she knows how to handle those hairpin turns. So grab a cold one and tune in as we chat about her career, news, thoughts, life, and opinions. It's the one and only Nicola Hume nicolam welcome to the most mouth podcast i have to uh, that was amazing I, was, I have to confess Go on. right no but i i have to confess because um i was trying my best to hold it together through that introduction because i got chat gpt yes,
2: that knew
3: introduction. i knew it I
2: knew it! as soon as you started i was like this is ai
1: ai
3: was a bit this. too good wasn't you it <laughs> that was a bit too good for that oh, to be human written so. that was brilliant
1: Honestly, I I couldn't hold it together. I was tripping over my words because I was on the verge of laughing the entire time. But yeah, I I thought I was last night. I thought because I've been fascinated by this whole AI thing lately. I was like, you know, what? I'm just going to ask chat GPT to write my intro. It's okay to
3: just own up to being lazy. That's totally fine.
1: (laughs) That's pretty much (laughs) what it was. It was pretty late. I had a long day. And I needed to do it, but I, I typed in, I was like, can you just write me a, a fun and witty intro for Nicola Hume and f um, one co-hosting podcast, blah, blah, blah. And and that's what it wrote. So I've not edited that at all. <laughs> it's exactly it's what, it, what came out. So, uh, oh, yeah. good times. I, I
2: do fear for the future of uh, copywriters in, uh, in this yeah. way, because to be fair, it, it's getting surprisingly good. Um, but Nicola anyway enough of AI. Where are you joining us um, from today? And, and you're very, like, you've got, for anyone seeing the, the video, um, if you're going to make a clip of this, Tim, you've got a very nice microphone. Thank well.
3: you. It's uh, a Rode NT1A, don't you know? Um, well, I'm, I'm coming to you live from my wardrobe mm. in West Sussex. That's where I'm coming to. So it's like a, a, I call it my voice booth, but because it is technically a voice booth, but normally I have to have the door shut for it to sound really nice. But because it's video, I've had to kind of move everything to the side and open it up a little bit. But there we go. It's my wardrobe.
1: Whereabouts in West Sussex are you?
3: Which isn't, not far from Gatwick, if that helps. About 20 minutes from Gatwick.
1: I know, mm. it, I know it well. Same. I know it well. I, it's actually, uh, it's the end of my train line is Horsham, um, and my dad used southern to have an office there in it? a little square you get an a pub called the Bear. Uh, it's Southern Something Trains. Yeah, and I'm not sure or if it's, Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, probably. It's the Thameslink, <laughs> I think. It's the Peterborough oh, very line. Nice. Yeah.
3: <laughs> it's a really chat.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Very geocentric as well.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, now. You were uh you were at Goodwood, weren't you? The members yeah, meeting yeah. recently.
3: I was there on Sunday.
1: That must have, that must have been fun. How um, was it? It was How a little was bit
3: it? amazing. Um, mostly because oh, humble brag. I was invited by Bentley. Um it was Ooh. I know. It was just one of those do you wanna just come for a jolly? I went, abso-blooming-lutely. So we got to drive some like old heritage Bentley cars. Like I drove a 1963 S3 Bentley, which was amazing. And it, I, it was quite funny because we all got stuck in traffic on the way into Goodwood. And I was like, well, I've sat in worse cars to be stuck in traffic in, so there's no complaints there. And then the journey back, I got to be a passenger in the 1929 um, Bentley Blower, which was just mind blowing.
2: Have, um, have, you, have you been Goodwood before? It was it was was that your first time, or have you had many good experiences in the
1: past?
3: I've I've only I've only been there when there hasn't been an event, so it's my first time going to an event and it was amazing like i've always wanted to go to like revival or i've wanted to go to the festival of speed but the thing is is people always tell me that it's really busy and i'm not a fan of extremely busy places um but the members meeting was just like a nice kind of happy medium and a few people had told me that so i was like right well this is probably a nice warm up for me to kind of deal with being surrounded by lots of people and lots of noise and all that kind of thing cuz it's always it's always a noisy day anyway by the track and uh being then surrounded by people i just find the whole thing quite overwhelming so it was quite a nice a nice way to ease myself into it if you will
1: yeah the 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 festival of speed i've been a few times it is a busy event but it is spectacularly good like it's it's probably the best car event i've ever been to i've never been to the revival but the festival of speed is just incredible if you if you're lucky enough to go it's um it's an extraordinary event and what watching those some of those cars that don't belong on a hill climb. Go up that hill is just ridiculous. You know, there there was that McMurtry thing, which I missed last time, which Max Chilton drove up the hill, which is I've never seen anything like that. In it's just a, a ridiculous machine. Um, but let, let's um, let's take it back, Nicola. We we like to rewind and go back to the beginning, where you grew up in West Sussex. What what was life like for a young Nicola growing up in? Uh, in the lovely West Sussex countryside?
3: I didn't grow up in West Sussex.
1: I grew up, Where did you grow up?
3: I've only been in West Sussex for about eight years. Um, I grew up in North London. Um, I grew up in Edmonton, North London, down the road from Tottenham, if that helps. But I'm not a Tottenham Mm. fan. Um, Mm. No, I'm an Arsenal fan. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I grew up up in North London. My parents are still there. So I grew up in, at the time, um, very proud to say it was the murder capital of London. It's a really lovely area where I grew up. Um, but it's I'd like to say it's getting better. It's not. I go back and see my parents. You can still it's it's not the nicest place in the world. But that's that's where I grew up. Yeah. And then moved to West Sussex,
2: <laughs> which is much nicer. Yeah, I, I, I lived in I lived in Wolfhamstone. Oh, down the road. I lived in at last yeah. year. So not too far. Yeah, just down yeah. the road, and it's still it, it's it's very. That's the thing with inner London, you get kind of gentrified areas that prop up, but then obviously that displaces so many people as well. So it's uh, yeah, it's it's. I mean, Horsham's lovely. I've, I've been there. Horsham's
3: it's really lovely, a very, very nice place. So Edmonton is not quite on the wa- Hackney's on the way up, like Brixton's on the way up, whereas Edmonton's <laughs> kind of been left behind. It's not quite on the. Give it a few years. Hopefully, it might be back on the way up.
2: Do, do you think a a young nicola from edmonton could have ever foreseen the career that you have today was this always kind of part of the plan or have you just kind of you know fallen into this as you as you've gone through the years
3: no this wasn't the plan this was never the plan the the plan the plan was originally to be an actress of course it was of course it was um so i went to drama school when i was 18 and uh, I trained to be an actress. And then it turned out that I was really bad at it. So I didn't get any part. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'd go to all these auditions. I'd be like, oh, maybe I'm just a little bit crap at this. Okay, fine. Um, and then I got a job. Well, that's where I met my my husband. And he was from Epsom. So I ended up moving down to like Surrey Way to go and live with him. And I was like, well, I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. So I got a job at Chessington World of Adventures and nice. i was oh, doing the entertainments there and i just really enjoyed it and then i started like presenting their shows and people were telling me i was good at presenting the shows i was like well maybe i can do a bit of that rather than acting because clearly acting's not the way for me to go maybe i could do a bit of presenting and i just don't have to i can just be me It's a bit easier isn't it
2: because surely surely those acting skills must have helped right must have contributed to your presenting skills i feel like
3: i don't think so I, re- no, I reckon I so. Think
2: so. <laughs> so articulating yourself in front different of the things.
3: camera. Yeah, no, I mean, there's some overlap, no. surely. It's pr- It's definitely helped with a couple of pantos I've done over the years.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it didn't. Hey. Oh yes, it, it did.
3: <laughs>
1: so, so Nicola, what what came first then? It, was it when when you decided that you you did want to be in front of camera, but not not necessarily in an acting capacity? When when did cars come on the radar? And and was it cars before motorsport did they come at the same time or or vice versa
3: it was cars first so I I sort of started presenting and I was kind of running a, a radio career alongside trying to be on camera and do bits and bobs and I landed a job with O2 working on their YouTube channel talking about tech I'm not gonna lie I don't really know much about tech but I just kind of went with the flow and I was like yeah I could do that yeah fine um and at the time I was then kind of Poached by Stuff Magazine, which was like quite a big tech magazine run by Haymarket Media. And I was doing like some bits and bobs with it, just like some commercial stuff for them. And they went, oh, by the way, we also run what car? an auto car do you have an interest in cars and I went I do have an interesting car I've always been interested in cars always and I've always loved cars like my dad still has his old Triumph Spitfire he's had it for years the thing ru- like it can hardly run I mean you put your foot on the brakes it just won't stop it's always terrible um but I've always had an interest in cars and um and I was like yes I would I would much prefer doing that than tech so yeah let's do it so then I started doing little bits with them, and then from there it just kind of all built up and built up, and then I moved from there to uh, I did some stuff with AutoCar and then went from there to Car Buyer, and there to Auto Express, and everything has all just kind of erupted from there. And I've kind of I I've kind of landed on my feet with that one. Really, that was really handy.
2: <laughs> so when you, when you think back to when you were younger, what was what, was, what kind of cars were your? Because I was the same. I got into cars before I get in, got into motorsport. But even before I got into F1, I was into touring cars because that was more of the extension over. Like What generation or what types, what um, manufacturers, what models sticking your mind as being the earliest cars that you kind of fell in love with?
3: so uh i was the, like the first one out of my friends to start driving like as soon as i turned 17 straight out there passed my test pretty quickly my first car was a fiat punto it was a terrible car but i loved it um my dream car at that time was a min- that was when they first launched the new revamped mini cooper when they launched like the brand new mini coopers that were slightly bigger than the original minis and i was like oh i really want one of them and i wanted it in bright yellow and uh, i still haven't had one in bright yellow I did have a Mini eventually and I had it in sort of like a pearly white it was very nice and I was so happy at the moment I got that car I was over the moon because all I wanted was a Mini because they're just little stupid little go-karts and I'm obsessed with Minis so much I think they're fantastic cars but it was yeah those were the ones that always caught my eye as a kid even as the Diddy Minis even down to the one that Mr Bean drove loved it loved it yeah.
1: Yeah. No, that, I'm a big fan of minis. It's an experience, always an experience driving a mini and almost no matter which one you drive, um, modern or old. Now, I, I did see a clip of you in a Suzuki Jimny the other day, <laughs> which made me which yeah. made me chuckle. You were going in a straight line, basically turning the wheel and nothing was happening. What, what is up with that vague steering? But And, and that aside, <laughs> did, did you like that car?
3: I love that car. I love that car so much. It's an off roader. It's designed to be an off-road vehicle. I mean, I know they've made it into a commercial car now. They don't sell it as like a passenger car anymore. They sell it as a commercial car. Um, it's all to do with like efficiency and all this thing. Um, but we took it off-road and it's designed to go off-road. So that's why the steering is a little bit vague because it kind of deals with the off-roading a little bit better. But then the moment you go on the road, it's awful. It is just, <laughs> you don't buy a Jimny to drive on the road or on the motorways. If you want a gymney, you're doing it to take it off road. That's it. But if I could ever have one, I would absolutely have one because they're so basic. Brilliant. They're brilliant. Yeah, cars.
2: like the, the Jimny, it, it's, so, it's such a like, yeah, aesthetically, I think Suzuki have got quite a, unique that's not the only car that like has this real kind of character to it and you get some of these like it almost feels like a japanese kind of k-car style i know it's not a k-car but it has that same kind of aesthetic which i love
3: that's the same with like the ignis or the vitara they they have this kind of retro look about them i mean i was driving a 2021 car but it had a cd player i was like what is happening (laughs) it's amazing
1: I've got I've got a CD player in my van, and it still had the CD in it. Who was it? It was the the Cranberries or something. Someone left me with when I because I I bought a van because we do various bits and pieces in events, and uh, I can throw everything in it. And it came with a CD player preloaded with the Cranberries. Lucky, lucky me. Now, now, can you tell us? Go on, Tomo.
2: I was going to say I remember I read an article a couple of weeks ago. I think now vinyl outsells CD. I think it's it's gone back the other way. which is pretty much so. we're Get
1: vinyl I like players CDs. in cars now. Vinyl players in cars go fully retro.
3: <laughs> you can go yeah. mixing while you're
1: driving. We don't condone that, children. Um, <laughs> what's what? What's the the best and the worst car that you've reviewed?
3: Oh God, Good that's question, a tough bro. question because I've driven some brilliant cars. I've driven some amazing cars, and they're all different. It's a bit like if you were to ask me. What's my favorite music? I don't really have a favorite music, but I kind of like particular songs from particular genres. So like electric cars, the Kia EV6 GT is insane. Insane. They're claiming that it does not to 60 in three seconds. I can guarantee you it's quicker than that. They didn't offic- when we had it, they hadn't officially properly timed it. And we think it was less than three it was fast yeah. it was fast
1: so, so my my uh my father-in-law has just bought a uh the Kia EV6 GT and he's slightly disappointed with it he 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 likes it but he had a Tesla before that um which which he had things done to which was incredibly quick and he thinks the Tesla was quicker than the the Kia bloody I had a played one.
3: bloody Teslas yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i'm going to try, I'm what, what, gonna try what, not to say nothing I'm, I'm going to try not say nothing bad about Teslas, not. but they're but they're just oh they're just everywhere, and the build <laughs> quality isn't that great. And I find like the the interior, like the seats, the material, just all feel a bit cheap. There's always panel gaps and stuff like that. And I'm a bit like they're everywhere and they're so basic. Please just do something different. That's all. Can I want you
1: can Tesla. can you cast judgment over my car choice, which is electric and it's an Audi e-tron?
3: Oh, that's fabulous. That's a really good choice. Thank you. Really good choice. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Really lovely drive, nice and quiet, nice and comfortable, and surprisingly soft over like the yeah. lumps and bumps. I found in the Etron very nice. Got
1: glides,
2: glides. To, to, yeah. Tell you what, Nicola. Okay, okay. Yeah. What about perfect today? Today in twenty twenty three, your perfect three car garage that, that fulfills all mm. your needs. Good variety. What are you putting in it?
3: Okay. Oh, okay. So I would have a Kia EV six GT. I would use that as my daily. Um, and cause it's perfect. Like I've got two dogs, good to chuck a couple of dogs in the back. Lovely. Works True. perfect. Looks nice. I could put my foot down if I want to. I would also, Oh, now. <laughs> cause I'm a bit tempted with a Oh,
1: Nice. Would nice. I get a
3: caterum? Because So I I had one just before Christmas. We actually went Christmas tree shopping in a (laughs) case. It was amazing. We managed it. We did it. It was really good. It was a challenge, but we managed it. It was a good little video. Um, But then I've kind of always wanted a Mazda MX-5 as well. But I'd go for like maybe sort of 2015 Mazda MX-5 soft top. That's probably what I'd have. And then, oh, so that's two, because I don't want, I'd rather have the MX-5 than the Caterham if I'm going to have something with a roof off and a bit of fun. Hmm. So then I've got the Kia and then I've got a Mazda. And then what can I have as my third thing? Something big and Obnoxious. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like a, like a, like a massive, like 110 Defender or something like that just so I can take over the road and own everything. <laughs> yeah. There we own go. The that's a good garage. There's my yeah, three. Yeah, I like it. I like
1: it. <laughs> no, that's that, that's Thanks, pretty guys. good. Go on then, Tom. What would you have? What would be your your three car garage?
2: Oh, that's tough. Okay. So I would probably have maybe Lexus LFA. Oh, um, very good. Ooh, very good. Is the obnoxious Tourer. Um, yeah, I, w- I would definitely have something. Oh, I'd want like a drift car, like a like a old lexus is 200 with big wheels and big like formula drift style with a big rear wing uh, like 800 brake horsepower but one of them oh, um pops and bangs definitely and oh yeah what would be my you know what <laughs> uh, oh i've got to be honest i really do like the tesla model y so no
3: no you don't want the y you don't want the y listen to me
2: <laughs> come on sell sell, sell me nicolas listen,
3: listen to me you don't want the y if you want to have a tesla then you go for the x or the or the three or the s you don't want the y the y is the it's so bumpy Honestly, the suspension on that thing is just—you can do so much better than the Y. <laughs> you can I do be- so you can much can do better, better than Tom. this. You can,
1: you can be better. What about like okay? Why S- do you
3: want a Y anyway? Why? Why?
2: Why? Why? Exactly, it's in the name. I don't <laughs> know because I just, I just like it. You know, what I no, I do like the big Audis, like the S. Is it S Q
3: eight or S Q five? oh you'd want thing. an rsq8 that's what you'd want rs
2: sorry yeah yeah R, oh, rs yeah the rsq8 yeah, RS Q8. The, the big, yeah that's an
3: absolute beast yeah. yeah i saw
2: one of them in a mate of mine in uh la had one and i was like oh my god i'm so jealous as he drove off in it <laughs> it looks so good yeah that's like,
1: like yeah, yeah, yeah. They're
2: lovely i'd, I'd uh, what about you tim go on um
1: I'd probably, I'd be nostalgic about it because I, I used to have a Clio 172 Sport, which I loved, but I've always wanted a Peugeot 205 GTI because I just think they look really cool. There's one in my village oh, and I've, yeah. I've never driven one. And I I would like something like that. I've always said I want a Porsche 918 Spyder just to show off. And oh, uh, and yeah. then I'd go one big car, like, a, like an RS Q8 or something along those lines, or maybe a maybe a really obnoxious G wagon with blacked out windows, like some sort of drug dealer. Um, so it's so, something along those lines. It's
3: always the drug yeah. dealers. But I do like
1: the Defender. I love the new Defender. I think it looks so cool. Um, and it would look good yeah. parked at the school gates. So I'd I'd go somewhere along those lines. Yeah. It's a good conversation actually. I could, you could talk about this for a while. There's a lot of cars I would like. Easy. I just don't have any money. So that's a fundamental <laughs> issue. Yeah. Um, but... It,
3: but that's the issue with, so with my job, I get, give, I get given a, a different car, like whenever we're filming one. But the annoying thing is, is that you always have to give yeah. them back. So if you do fall in love mm. with one, like I had the BMW M4 and I had, the, it was a convertible and it was so beautiful and I got a speeding ticket with it, but yeah. it was so worth it. And then I had to hand it back and I was really upset about yeah, they're it. they're
1: cracking
3: cars, <laughs>
2: yeah. Actually, Nic- Nicola, on that note, one other question I've got is um, what's been the most, pleasant surprise it's like a car you've received you weren't expecting much but actually it's kind of blown your mind oh blimey or just expectations versus reality the biggest delta
3: um again i'm gonna have to lean towards a suzuki here really randomly i'm gonna have to vote for a suzuki ignis which when you see one you go oh that's gross (laughs) go that doesn't look very nice because when it, as soon as as soon as we booked it i was like oh great really gonna look forward to this <laughs> and i had it and from the first drive i completely fell in love with it I so this is a cracking little machine i loved it google suzuki yeah I, it. I just oh, yeah. just had Oh that, that one. looks yeah yeah you'll go that looks a bit pants but actually it's not yeah no okay i i get it
2: it's unique yeah i, I appreciate it's, unique. its uniqueness but yeah
1: okay interesting
3: it's a bit, it's a bit pensioner a little looking.
1: Bit. Yeah.
3: But it's I can diddy. see my mum in that. It's diddy I and you can,
1: mom yeah, I had a, uh, you can
3: squeeze it in little tight spots. I had and-
1: a Suzuki um, Vivio. Hiring
0: for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. it's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's betterhelp h e l p.
1: Which no one's heard of. It was five speed with a button on the gear lever to put it into four-wheel drive and it was a 700 cc beast. It's amazing.
3: Oh, I mean, it, I bet it sounded. It terrible. sounded all,
1: like a head. It really was hairdryer material. That, <laughs> but ah, uh, memories and a Citroen AX, one of those four-speed box, brilliant. Anyway, we could go on for hours. Let's let's turn our attention. I love the to, Citroen AX with uh, the cra- little choke. Oh, car. I love the Citroen yeah. AX. Yeah, oh, Put out yeah. the choke. Yeah. Um, now, presumably, you're an F1 fan. Uh, what do you make of the current Formula One under under the uh, the ownership of Liberty? Uh, are you are you into it? Do you like it?
3: I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. I think, especially with all the regulation changes and everything that's been going on, I'm enjoying this season so far. I know it's been like Max dominated, but it's really nice to see how close the teams are getting now. No one was expecting that from Aston Martin. No one was expecting that. All of a sudden, they've just shot straight up to the top of the grid. And I think it's going to be a really exciting season. I think the season will be won by Max. And I think probably a really close second w- with Checo. But I think the rest of the grid being so, so tight, I think has has made it a lot more exciting to watch.
2: Who do you think's our best hope of challenging uh, Red Bull? So you've got Aston, you've got Ferrari, Mercedes that are the closest. Alpine are talking about a 6th, 10th game going into Baku. So like even not this year, but maybe next year, which, which team, if you had to bank on it, do you think is going to be able to catch up to red bull first
3: if you were to ask me this at the start of the season i probably would have said ferrari but i don't think it's going to be ferrari i think it might end up being mercedes still because i think as much as as much as as, as aston martin are up there and you know fernando's doing great i think mercedes are just like they do a lot of moaning they're doing a lot of moaning of oh we can't keep up more well, it's not fair we're not kind of good enough and this isn't right and this a lot is of a...
2: apologizing to the yeah, fans yeah but then all of a sudden you're
3: like oh but you're still you're still driving pretty blooming well so i think i think give it give it a few more races i think mercedes will be back up there
1: and do you have a favorite driver and if you do why are they your favorite
3: i do have a favorite driver i didn't used to have one i'll tell you what happened i used to be one of those I just enjoyed the race and I would just be someone who just sits back and enjoys watching the cars go fast. And then Daniel Ricciardo was a guest on Top Gear and he did the um, star in a reasonably priced car. And I think he won probably about seven years ago something like that. And he he won, like he beat Lewis Hamilton. (laughs) And I just fell in love with him. And then I found myself every time watching a Grand Prix, I'd found myself watching him and getting more excited about him. And then his overtakes over the years have just been phenomenal. And then Drive to Survive, he's just completely shone above everyone because he's got the best personality on the grid. And I think he's had a really tough time with McLaren. And I do think his move to Red Bull is going to be is really good for him, for his his mojo, if you will. I think there's been like quotes from Christian Horner of him saying, um, you know, Daniel came to us and he lost a bit of weight and he was driving differently and all this sort of stuff. So I think even just being reserve driver for Red Bull this year, I think would be really, really good for him. So I'm, I'm hopeful for him and I love him.
2: <laughs> if he gets yeah. back into an F1 seat, how do you <laughs> see that actually happening Like What opportunity do you think presents itself that he takes? Because he's talked about, you know, he doesn't want to come back in just to be, you know, fodder towards the back of the field in a lower midfield team. Like he wants to be competitive. And fair enough, you look at how well, even in 2020 in that Renault, he was unreal. Um, Won a race in 2021, you know, still had his days at McLaren. Um, so where does that opportunity present? itself?
3: He had his one day at McLaren <laughs> in Monaco. <laughs> he,
2: he had a few. He had a few that season, to be fair, <laughs> but just not anywhere near enough, unfortunately. <laughs>
3: um, I would. I mean, where he is with Red Bull at the moment, I would like. I would love for him to drive for Red Bull, but I don't see that happening. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know because the because the grid is so all over the place. You don't know who is the next best thing. Who is the next best thing? Where is the next best place for him to go? You would kind of go, well, then maybe it'll be cool for him to move to Aston Martin and actually sign up and be part of the team. But that's probably not going to happen because Fernando's going to be there. And then obviously Lance is probably still going to be there. So then he wouldn't have a seat there. So I don't know, is my answer.
2: No one does. That's yeah. the th- uh, it's difficult, isn't it? Because, you, 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 no. you know, like, if you can guarantee, if you're a team principal, you can guarantee getting a prime Ricardo. I think most teams would be silly to not take him on, um, but I guess that's the problem because it went wrong so wrong at McLaren. There's always going to be that niggling doubt unless you can guarantee you're getting 2020 and um, pre-version of me, not what happened at McLaren. Hopefully, that doesn't come to define his career ultimately.
1: Yeah, but he's he's a gamble now, though, isn't he? I mean, would you want him? I mean, if if you were the if you were a team boss of a you know top four, top four, top five team. Do you really want to take a chance on someone who really hasn't done an awful lot for quite a while now?
3: This is where I think being at Red Bull is gonna work in his favour. Because I think um I think he's gonna start driving better. Uh I think he'll get his confidence back. And I think you'll end up seeing the Daniel that was there be- before he went to McLaren. Yeah. I think yeah, I think you're right, Tomo. I think he'll be the old, the old Daniel.
2: I, I still think because cause Red Bull know how to get the best out of him. They like they know how he drives, and they know yeah you know, he was toe to toe with Max when they were teammates. Um, and and Renault, I was surprised. I know it would have taken a lot for them to to kind of swallow their their pride almost with it, but I think Alpine would have made a lot of sense because they got the best out of Daniel. And I, if if I was in charge, I would have gone for Daniel over Pierre personally because I think you were getting a more known entity and in Daniel not that Pierre isn't doing well now but I just think that again they knew how to set up a car to get the best out of Daniel Ricciardo because he was driving that car on rails in 2020 but we'll see we'll see time will tell
1: yeah no indeed indeed now um, Nicola if you if you were an F1 team boss what sort of boss would you be would you would you be a Gunter Steiner I'd be <laughs> a shit one <laughs> there you go answers <laughs> that question I'd just be a shit one <laughs> I mean, you're not filling me with confidence there. If I'm if I'm driving for Nicola Hume F1, I'm feeling pretty pretty low. So I
2: know you, what I'm doing, everyone.
1: Yeah. just do what you swear? want. Are we allowed to? Well, you've done it.
3: Are we allowed to swear on this podcast?
1: You, you just did, and I'm I'm not going to edit it out. I'm going to make a stand. Sorry, that's no, fine. You 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 Sorry. can you can say what you fucking want. It's fine. <laughs>
3: I'd be a terrible team boss. I'm, t- I'm terrible. I'm t- awful at making decisions. I'd be awful at choosing the right drivers. I-, I wouldn't really know what I'm the right thing to look for. I'd be terrible with money because I'm terrible with money. And I'd just, I just feel cap. like I would achieve that. The nothing. cost cap
1: would be shot. <laughs> you'd be up in the tribunal. <laughs> I'd be useless. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: I'd be useless. Yeah. Bad yeah, idea. The
2: company cars would be great though.
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah. But you'd only get them for a week. Then you've got to give them back. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh dear! Yeah. Well, I, I'm I'm not coming to work for your F1 team,
3: but you have <laughs>
1: no, had a, a a successful career in in other parts of the uh, the automotive world. But would you have done any, anything differently if you could go back, talk to your 16 or 18 year old self as you're you're wor- working your way through through the world? Would you have done anything differently? What would you say to yourself back then? Do
3: you know what? I wouldn't. I, I don't think I would do anything differently because everything has kind of led me to be at this point. And, you know, we all make mistakes and that over the years, don't we? And I think it kind of defines who you are as a person. If I did anything differently, I don't think, I, would I end up being the same person sat here right now? I don't know. So I don't think I would change anything. And I, I think maybe if I maybe if I went back and spoke to my 16, 18-year-old self, I would just tell myself to quit smoking back then, a bit earlier. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably yeah. what I would do. <laughs>
2: <laughs> likewise, likewise.
3: Rather than quitting in my mid twenties, how
2: have you seen the industry change um, since you started working in it, Nicola? How's it? How's it? How's it? Kind of differed between then and now. Uh,
3: social media. Social media is the is king now. Um, When I first started, it was very much YouTube, YouTube, YouTube. But now social media is absolutely the king. Sometimes you might get videos that, that just completely bomb on YouTube, but then all of a sudden they fly on TikTok. I put up a video, right, on TikTok of a car door opening on a Skoda, right? I d- it was literally just opening the door, closing the door. It got 1.2 million views. I was like, "What on earth is this quality, about?" Is quality
2: insane. content that is.
3: <laughs> yeah, you are welcome. Yeah, but it's it, it's like that's that's it's been a complete changeover content-wise and how people view content. It's a really interesting turn of events. I think it, it does make it a bit more exciting, but sometimes you're a bit like YouTube can be a bit hit and miss sometimes so can social media yeah. though,
1: to be fair i mean it's 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 an interesting world and w- tom and i've talked about this before um with guests around social media but it's, it's come to a head lately with the likes of jake and fab um from pit stop podcast and, and the the issues they've run into through some Ill advised comments that they made in front of some some people who they should, probably shouldn't have, and it's it's really ramped up. Do, do, are you conscious of that when you're speaking around social media? Do do you think about the consequences of what you say and and worry about that cancel culture?
3: See, I saw that clip and I watched it, and my brain went, "What the hell were you thinking? What the hell were you thinking? What a stupid thing to say!" I don't think I would ever say anything as stupid as that because I don't think anything as stupid as that. Um, I think you do have to be wary of what you're saying. But um, I think if you are just genuinely a nice person and you're genuinely in the right business of something that you are genuinely interested in, then you're not going to say anything wrong. I mean, clearly they've gone into the they've gone into the motorsport world for the wrong reasons, I guess they've gone in it to go viral not because they're interested in the actual racing side of things so that's just kind of where it's completely backfired is that was going to backfire one day wasn't it um i think you just yeah just 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 don't be an idiot what what a stupid thing to say <laughs> i mean come on
2: and and so much of it is like it, it's not just um it's not just what you say it's but it's how you say it as well right and it's it's
1: you yeah. know
2: many a time you will you will be trying to make a certain point and then the way it's because it's almost like and it, like we've got this podcast here right there's a three of us but there's a fourth person and that fourth person is is the viewers is listening and, and that that type of person could be anyone from any kind of background any age any demographic and a lot of the times I think when you're articulating yourself you know you might think you're you know conveying what you're trying to convey and and being clear in what you're saying and you might think especially when you're in a room with other people that everyone kind of understands the tone and, and understands what you're trying to communicate but then that other person who's as much part of that conversation who's listening in they you know so, so I think that's where it's difficult because you know anyone can be watching and anyone can I've had it my fair share of times where I've kind of you know particularly on Twitter like I'll, I'll I'll put an opinion out and then I'll be like no that's not what I meant but like then people will re- and it's it's that's what it becomes such a minefield because you just you know you're putting your thoughts and feelings out to the world and it's kind of it's hard to really wrap your head around it until you get you know criticism of, of people being like well well that what you said came across like that to me not like how you necessarily meant it. So it's just a, it's a minefield that, you know, people get tripped up all the time and it is, it, it doesn't since like starting in the industry, it, I've certainly become more like, um, what's the word? more kind of conscious and more considered. Yeah. But also a bit more like empathetic to like everyone who's putting themselves out there, whether it's me, whether it's the, any of the three of us, whether it's whoever's doing stuff, because it can be quite easy to, you know, not even out of intent, just say something and and not necessarily add. You can't, you know, especially one hundred and forty characters on Twitter. You can't put all context into what you're saying. And again, when you're having a conversation, it's it can, it can be difficult sometimes. It's, it's it's not an easy. It's a great industry to work in, but it can be tough sometimes as well.
3: It is it is a bit of a weird world because it is a bit like so. Seeing those guys say, "Oh, no one's really watching you for for the racing," and you you think, "Well, you're kind of doing a racing." podcast surely that's just a no-brainer not to say that but then you do get the select few, like on Twitter if I was to tweet I like bacon someone will go oh what does that mean you don't like beef how dare you say that you don't like beef and you go well, <laughs> well hang on a minute I didn't actually say that so some so many things can easily get taken out of context but I think if you if you are just a genuinely nice person and you are yeah passionate about what you're talking about and you know what you're talking about then you should be okay but it's sometimes it can be a really toxic place it's quite scary actually
1: yeah I, and i think twitter in particular is is it's so easy to jump on a bandwagon and uh, and really lay into people for for seemingly you know not not big things i mean I, I i have a certain degree of sympathy for for those guys because yes they got it they they got it wrong they got it completely wrong and their their apology didn't really hit the mark either when they released, I think yesterday or the day before, um, actually a couple of days ago now uh, when this is released, but on the other side of the coin, can we forgive them, you know, for, you know, some of their content's probably fantastic and they've been so vilified by Twitter or the, the you know the keyboard borrowers on Twitter, I've got a certain amount of sympathy for them. Do you know what I mean? It's
2: oh, absolutely,
1: yeah. Cancel culture the, the, the is, pi- is the, the
2: pylon. Worst. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the pylon is 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 certainly disproportionate, like in my opinion. And again, that's the thing when you're putting yourself out to the world, you've got an infinite number of people who can potentially see it and comment and have a. And and again, like you know, criticism is all fair, of course, but yeah it's um it's not nice to uh, look I, again like I, i've met jake and fab you know a couple of times they seem like nice like genuine blokes and and they've got their audience they do their thing where they don't claim to have loads of knowledge of the sport i think it was a you know for me it's it was like a perfect storm of of events you know they'd add a bit to drink they would one man more career on and obviously there's a lot more context when you've yeah. got him on a podcast yeah. um <laughs> as well so yeah it, it's it's one of them things that again we all make mistakes in life it's just when you're making that mistake on a podcast that's being broadcast to thousands potentially of people then you know then all of a sudden that that, that stays up yeah. forever you know that will never go yeah I, exactly. I think i
3: think the issue was was that it wasn't just a sentence it was it was a it was a, a little back and forth talking about that thing hmm. so i i think it was it wasn't just like a quick slip up which you could easily apologize for um but, uh, yeah, a, a little slip-up of kind of going, oh, yeah, sorry about that. I didn't mean to say that. You can kind of move on from that. But uh, I hope they do manage to move yeah, on just, from it. I just think
2: their na- degree of naivety, for sure. Naivety
3: is a good word for yeah,
1: it. I quite liked... Um... Uh, JM's, uh, response on Twitter. He just, he just put, um, perhaps I should start my own podcast. I was like, touche, my friend, (laughs) touche. Um, now let's, uh, let's move it along to our our final three, which we ask all of our guests this week. It's brought to us by our partners at WTF1talent.com. Head to WTF1talent.com. If you're a budding F1 content creator and interested to hear how you can supercharge your career. So, um, I'll kick off this week. Tomo, uh, Nicola, what's got you excited at this very moment?
3: Well, I, I'm an Arsenal fan, so I'm kind of, I, I'm excited about the fact that they're, they're having a of a cracking season, but also at the same time, I'm extremely nervous they're just going to cock the whole thing up. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't really know the answer to that. I find every day is an exciting day because every day it works out different. So you don't know what's going to come. Um, that's probably my answer, I guess.
2: We'll take it. We'll take it and run with it. Um, okay, Nicola, how much of your success, hard work versus luck? What's the the age old
3: question? Um, now, it's d- hard. It's d- I would s- vote for hard work here. Um, it takes a lot of hard work for someone to become a, quote, overnight success. Um, it's one of those I've found for me the last year or so. I've been I've. My my career's kind of gone up a level and now more people are, are, are speaking to me, more people are asking me to work with them and all that sort of thing. So now things are getting really quite exciting. But then what's happening is, is it makes it look like and it makes it feel like... Um, Am I going to end up being this overnight success? All of a, Oh, all of a sudden there's this girl. Where the hell does she come from? And you think, well, actually, no, because the last few years I've been working so hard to build up my career to get to this point. So I'm going to go for hard work. Hard work is the key to success. Luck is really, really rare. It does exist, but it's really rare.
1: And final one for you. What are you scared of?
3: Frogs. Frogs? <laughs> Don't do frogs. Frogs. I don't do I hate frogs. I don't do frogs. They're unpredictable.
1: What? Yes, they are. Yeah. They could jump at you at any moment. They can.
3: I mean, I don't know if you are after a more detailed answer than that, but you asked no. me what I'm afraid of and I'm afraid of frogs. That's it. I see a frog and I'm gone.
1: And they can go they can go underwater, they can come out of the water.
3: Yeah. They can jump at I my mean, face.
1: They've got they can jump right at your face yeah, they can, yeah. and put their little froggy hands on, on your face yeah yeah no, not oh god stop explaining yeah. it to <laughs> they're horrible
3: little things. it's like Sorry. all it takes is for someone to put up a picture of a frog I'm like oh skip it don't like it don't like frogs yeah. don't do frogs there we go apart from that I'm pretty good with everything oh I don't well I don't really like spiders but um I'm not really afraid of much else really frogs frogs are definitely up there for me <laughs> well did you want something motorsport related <laughs>
2: Tim, what Tim, what are you scared of?
1: What What am I scared of? No, I I'm scared of. Um, it's called. Um, I should sure have told you this before, and I that that it's it's a name for it. it's like trichophobia or something like that, <gasps> holes. which is a fear of these the uh, holes.
3: Yeah, like crumpets. Lots of
1: holes. <laughs> crumpets. Yeah. Weirdly, I'm all right with crumpets and sponges. It's more like there's that there's that there's a plant that has these big seeds, uh, and when it's dried out, it's yes. these holes at uh, it.
3: I know exactly the one. And and also, if you're a car person, most modern BMWs, the system that they have on top of the dash is like a sort of uh, diamond shape area where there's a lot of holes. And I even said that in a review. I was like, my brain can't handle this, doesn't like this at all. Yeah, it's a weird
1: thing. It does. It's very common as well. A lot of people have it.
2: Nicola I want to ask you mentioned BMW I've got another question automotive journalist that you are what do you make of their new front teeth the the big front teeth on the new BMWs have have you warmed to them yet or you still
3: right I like them on a four series stay with me stay with me stay with me I like them on a four series or like on like the i4 or basically on the saloons. I think they look very nice because the number plate on British cars will sit in the middle. So I think they look really nice and very stylish. However, on an SUV, I think they're really ugly. I don't like them at all. They're just, it's just just full beaver, isn't it? Oh, you know what I mean? As in teeth, not as, yeah. God.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, teeth, beaver. You you said this was a casual chat, right? Very. I mean, I knew I knew it was going to go off in certain directions, but we've just hit a new low, listeners. Someone had to
3: lower the tone. It had to be. Well, on
1: the subject of beavers, let's (laughs) end on that high note. And um, Mm. Nicola, it has been an absolute (laughs) joy and a pleasure. To have you on the show and and we're going to get you back on at some point in the not distant future because i know that you've got a very very exciting announcement which will probably come out soon mm. that we're not allowed to talk about yet which is really frustrating but we'll we will have you back on and we'll talk about that when the opportunity allows um so very exciting stuff but all the best for the future um a great career so far it's only on the up And um, I'm sure we'll see you in a paddock soon. But for now, thank you so much for joining us on the Mouth podcast.
3: Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's been great fun
2: thank you so much for listening to the Motormouth podcast do make sure you give us a follow on our socials Twitter at Motormouth underscore Instagram at Motormouth underscore official and Facebook just search Motormouth you can also download the Motormouth app where you can get exclusive video content from MMTV create your own social profile to interact with other fans and check up on all the latest happenings with whatever motorsport takes your fancy we're also proud to be supporting the Brain Tumor Charity too so make sure you check the links in the podcast description to find out how you can help cure brain tumors quicker. Don't forget to like, subscribe and review. And until next time, you've been listening to the Motor Mouth Podcast.